Where the hell are we? What are we doing? People, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It is the last day of May. That's right. It is May 31st in the year 2023. We are live streaming on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube postgame show, as always, at rubinreport.locals.com. And I also post some extra special stuff. I've been posting these videos, did one this morning, uh, just taking a walk with Clyde, sharing my morning thoughts, asking for your insight on the show. And I did read some comments this morning that helped me frame what we're going to do here today. Uh, before we get to it, though, I do want to note, because today is the last day of May, May 31st, uh, as you know, tomorrow begins Pride Month. Okay, 30 days of endless uh, rainbows. It's not even the rainbow anymore. The rainbow, everybody was okay with the rainbow. Everybody used to love the rainbow. They've added these crazy triangles and the brown and the pinks and the light blues. They've ruined the rainbow. But the point is, people, we're going to have a very, very gay month, whether you like it or not. Whether you're gay or straight or whatever, it's going to be a very, very gay month. And what I would recommend for you today is get out there and do as many straight things as possible because a lot of them are going to be outlawed soon. So if you're, a, if you're a dude, I want you to get out there and bang a chick. You know, old school. And if you're a chick, I want you to get out there and find a dude, okay? Get out there, do it. And uh, because next week you could be literally taken to prison if you do it, where today is your final day. So get out there and do that. What are we doing on the program today? Well, uh, as you guys know, we've been talking about it quite a bit. Uh, the, the country seems to be drowning in this nonsensical, never-ending, evil, corporate, woke propaganda nonsense uh, and also uh, trillions of dollars of debt. Uh, are we going to reverse any of this stuff? Well, there are some signs, actually, that we are reversing some of the woke stuff, right? These boycotts against Bud Light, the boycott against Target, and now some other companies. It does seem like that might have some results. Uh, but when it comes to the debt and the debt ceiling and the never-ending printing of money and the what seems to be an agreement that the Republicans and Democrats now have regarding the debt ceiling, it seems like it's just going to get... Uh, worse and worse. But there is a way out, and we are going to try to take you there over the next 47 minutes or so. Before we do that, let me talk to you guys about fast-growing trees. You know, you guys can breathe some life into your own backyard with fastgrowingtrees.com this summer. From shade to fresh fruit to privacy and natural beauty, 
Let FastGrowingTrees.com help you plant the dream garden with the, your dream garden with their expert advice and fast, reliable shipping. FastGrowingTrees.com's plant experts curate thousands of easy-to-grow plant, shrub, and tree varieties for your unique climate. Meyer lemons to evergreens and everything in between. No more waiting in long lines and hauling heavy plants around with FastGrowingTrees.com. You order online and your plants arrive at your door in just a couple of days. I love fast-growing trees. You know, when we were remodeling our home last summer, we bought a bunch of new trees thanks to fast-growing trees. We've got mangoes back there and more. I cannot recommend them enough, you guys. And with fast-growing trees, 30-day alive and thrive guarantee, you know everything will look great fresh out of the box. Join over 1.5 million happy fast-growing trees customers. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben right now to get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Ruben. Okay, so let's first start off. Oh, I should mention the other big thing that happened yesterday was that Trump went after Kaylee in a crazy way. You remember Kaylee McEnany, she's on Fox now, but she was Trump's press secretary. The girl was an absolute all-star. She was a hero of MAGA. I don't know that there was anyone ever more competent or more clean and clear when it came to defending Trump and his policies than this woman in that freaking press uh, you know, room at the White House where they were just going after her relentlessly. Nobody, I really think this is true, and I would love to hear your opinion on this. I don't think anyone was a better explainer of his ideas or his potential reelection or whatever uh, than Kaylee, and he just went after her yesterday, and even the base is not happy about this. So we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, but let's start with this boycott situation because Bud Light is in a lot of trouble. We covered some of the numbers Yesterday, uh, the, the company, the parent company, Anheuser-Busch, is losing a ton of market value. People are not buying Bud Light. It's starting to spread into some of their other brands because obviously Anheuser-Busch has many other beer brands. So that's spreading. Uh, the, we know that this Target boycott because of marketing all of the LGBTQ Pride Month stuff to kids. No one cares what adults wear, but when you are putting clothes related to, oh, a little boy should tuck is, uh, so it's, you get it, you get it, okay. Uh, anyway, Joe Rogan uh, on his show was talking about it with a couple uh, comedians, some of his regulars, Ari Schaefer, Mark Normand, and Shane Gillis. They were sort of saying that this is just gonna be like a temporary thing with Bud Light. I really think this thing is gonna stick. That's what I've been saying. I don't think Bud Light is coming back from this in any functional way anytime soon. Uh, Rogan seems to agree. It became a joke and that's, tough to overcome marketing wise it's tough to it's get so people to order a Bud Light publicly <laughs> now that they know the joke you're gonna get made fun of it'll be forgotten in a month no no two no, months no, 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 it's gonna be a while no, a year, no, a year no, no, no one will remember it really no. you'll make a joke on stage and be like what no 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 no. you guys are crazy to bear, dude. you guys are crazy it's gonna hang in there for a long time I don't this know. is gonna be one of them yeah. cultural things it's there's never been a brand that got hit like this before they'll be back this is a big deal they'll do some titty, titty shots you think so they're gonna get everyone's gonna remember that lady saying that we got to get away from the fratty sense of humor we got to be more inclusive you, yeah definitely fired. yeah yeah she's out well Shh. they're gonna, gonna be fired and it's real hard to argue with that one she works at comedy central <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god though they're gonna get they'll be saved this month every single company on earth is gonna do Summer's a gay coming. commercial all of them yeah. they've already done it miller light starbucks yeah, it. ford raptor did a gay commercial i saw that raptor? one that was, yeah the, the, truck, re the redefining the tub 
All right, so first, you know, on, on the gay pride month situation, first off, I don't think there should be a month for any of these things. I don't think there should be a month for gay pride. I don't think there should be a black pride month or a Jewish pride month or a white pride month or any of these things. You want a day, a day is fine. A month is just patently ridiculous. But I'm not, I'm obviously not against gay rights or anything else. There's no such thing as gay rights. We have individual rights and everyone in this country who's legally here should be treated the same way under the law. That goes without saying. I think these guys making the point that there that it's about to just go nuts with all the brands. Like we know it's coming, right? We've shown you the Bud Light stuff, obviously. We've shown you the, uh, there was this Miller Light thing. There was now the Ford Raptor. Like it's just coming and coming and coming. And there's a funny joke there, but let's just let that be. Uh, the point is it's just not going to stop. And we have to just decide like what does, how do you react to companies that do this? Right, because again, the T's are the problem here. Not the individual T's who happen to be adults dressing however they want, but the T's who are going after children, which in many cases will ju just happen to be probably LG or B children. Anyway, it just does not stop. Target, uh, we've got some info here from the Daily Wire. Target donates to group that promotes secret child gender transitions LGBTQ books in schools, a little info on that. Target has repeatedly boasted about efforts to support the gay, lesbian, and straight education network known as GLSEN. So they then put money into pushing all of this gender ideology and gender transitioning at what they call gender affirming care, which I often point out is the least affirming thing that you can do when you're chopping off someone's genitals. Uh, but it does not stop. And again, this is all about kids. It is not about adults. You know, yesterday we covered the story about how this furry convention, this group of people who put on furry costumes, uh, whether they are Pokemon and Charmander or just a wolf and a bear, and they go do whatever they do with each other. They were having this convention in Florida. And now because of Ron DeSantis, they've canceled the convention. And you might be like, well, wait a minute. Why would Ron DeSantis not want a bunch of adults to wear furry costumes and chat with each other? Well, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with, he said, you can't bring kids to this hypersexual event. And then they decided to cancel the thing. So again, this is all about children. Uh, here's an image from Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, this is from End Wokeness on Twitter. Barnes and Noble puts, puts LGBTQ books in uh, front and center at the kids section. Again, there have always been gay books. They've always had lesbian literature. It's quite awful. They've always had all sorts of stuff, velvet rage, and all of these things. You can read books about gay history, and you can read books about Oscar Wilde and famous lesbians from your Ellen DeGeneres's to your Rosie O'Donnell's. Nobody cares. Again, why are you putting this stuff to confuse children who may or may not turn out to be gay or straight when they are older? But it doesn't just stop with Barnes and Noble and Bud Light and Target and Ford. As we said, just within hours from now, it's going to be Gay Pride Month and Adidas is in on it too. Here's Adidas, their pride swimsuit. And uh, if you're not looking, if you're not seeing what we're showing you there, you may want to zoom in a little bit. That appears to be a man wearing a woman's bathing suit. And this has something to do with pride. So, okay, it's just not going to stop. Here's another one from N Wokeness. Uh, this one's not necessarily about gender specifically, but take a look at this one. Uh, 
you look like a Calvin Klein model might be the worst thing to tell a woman in 2023. So here's Calvin Klein ads. Okay, so now we've shifted from the gender stuff. There's this other thing where they're really pushing. They want uh, overweight or fat or obese people to be seen in everything. I'm not against overweight or fat people. Everyone should try to take care of themselves accordingly, I suppose. We could all lose a couple off the midsection. Uh, but why are they pushing this? I thought it would be interesting if we contrasted that with old school Calvin Klein. You remember this? This is from when I was a kid. This is probably from what, what year was that from? Probably about 92, 94, something around there. Uh, that's Mark Wahlberg and, and Kate Moss. Now you might say she's too thin and you might say no guy can look like him. That's fine. But which one should, advertising is about aspiring to something, right? Which should you aspire to, to look like? right? Relatively fit people, even if she was a little thin, or should we all look like obese people? There's, there's a problem. There is a problem here in society. And guess what? It's not just that they want people to dress up like animals with these furry conventions. Now they want the dogs to be gay too. Here's PetSmart. That's right. Show your pride. If your cat's not a lesbian, why do so many lesbians have cats? We should be doing a show about that. That's an interesting, that would be far more interesting. What you could have is a, a therapist sitting at PetSmart, sitting there going, oh, I see you're in the cat section. Tell me about your lesbianism. That would be interesting to me. Uh, but just putting cats and dogs in rainbow colored things, it's so nonsensical. Clyde is downstairs. I have every reason to believe uh, that Clyde, everything being equal, uh, you know, he's been, they did whatever, they chopped his nuts off. But I think that Clyde, if he had his nuts, would, would be into girl dogs. But either way, wh why would I be putting him in? <laughs> and now here's the, here's the, this is the sauce on top of this horrific sandwich we're eating. Chick-fil-A guys, they're going woke too. But I, this one is just incredible. Here, better at together. We are better. One of our core values at Chick-fil-A means when we combine our unique backgrounds and experiences with a culture of belonging, we can strengthen the quality of care we deliver. Chick-fil-A's commitment to being better at together means embedding diversity, equity, and inclusion into everything we do. Is that not completely insane. How many times do we have to go through this? If you sell a chicken sandwich, if you sell a water glass, whatever you do, that should be the only thing you're focusing on, right? We really, we really talked about this yesterday. Once you let diversity, equity, and inclusion in, you will destroy the product. And congratulations. Now, even Chick-fil-A, you have been infected. You, you have been infected and it just... Who cares how many people you have making chicken sandwiches who are black lesbians? Who cares how many people you have making, counting your sauce packets and whether what their sexuality is? Nobody cares, but congratulations. It's now in your system and it'll take out Chick-fil-A too, mark my words. Uh, but all of that is crazy enough. It is also affecting sports, as you know. This one is, is so crazy. Well, but nothing's too crazy, right? So nothing is too crazy. Uh, there is a, a relief pitcher on the Toronto Blue Jays uh, by the name of Anthony Bass. Now he liked a video. All he did was like a video of a pastor explaining why he felt that boycotting Target was legit. 
a pastor. So just remember, he didn't post anything himself, Anthony Bass. He just liked the video of a pastor explaining why the boycotting of Target related to going after kids was a good thing. Well, the Toronto Blue Jays caught wind of this. No doubt activists saw that and bumped it up to the Toronto Blue Jays. And here is the struggle session apology they choked out of this guy yesterday. This is, this is actually depressing. Watch this. I recognized yesterday uh, I made a post that was hurtful to the Pride community, which includes friends of mine and close family members of mine. And I am truly sorry for that. Um, I just spoke with my teammates and shared with them my actions yesterday. And I apologize with them. And as of right now, I'm using the Blue Jays resources to better educate myself, to make better decisions moving forward. Uh, the ballpark is for everybody. Uh, we include all fans at the ballpark and we, and we want to welcome everybody. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Depressing. That's all I have to say. After all of these years where we've all seen the lessons of what happens when you apologize, especially when you apologize unjustly, everyone has apologized and it is worthy of apologizing when an apology is true. When, a, when an apology is virtuous, but the way he has to choke out that statement, nobody, he wasn't saying that gay people shouldn't come to baseball games. He was liking a post that was from a pastor going, saying, hey, corporations, maybe you shouldn't push gender transition clothing on children. But congratulations, he's had his Mao-style struggle session. And then I saw that the uh, manager of the, uh, Toronto Blue Jays, his last name, what's his name? It's Schneider is his last name. Uh, he basically was like, well, this is just the beginning of his apology. We'll keep going with it. There is never enough. That, will guy, that guy will have to live on his knees forever. Gay joke there, but we'll let it be. It's just not going to stop. And I, and I am so, it, it's so twisted, but I, you have to just wonder like what pressure was brought to bear. I actually don't mean this to attack uh, Bass. Right. Like he was whether it was the managers, the management, whether it was his agents, whether it was the entire MLB organization, pressure was brought to bear on him that he had to issue that apology. And he did it in the most forthright way possible. But it's like that. That's not true. That's not true. What you just did right there. And it's not good for the direction that society is taking. But it isn't just that the woke virus is going after our massive corporations. It's leaking into I would say conservative uh, institutions, much like the National Review. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let's talk about Black Forest first. Guys, NMN or nicotinamide monocleotide, how'd I do there? Pretty good, I think, is a precursor to NAD plus and has been shown to provide numerous health benefits such as improved energy, weight management, endurance, strength, and even anti-aging. By potentially reclassifying NMN as a drug, the FDA is restricting access to a supplement that could significantly improve people's lives. The government via the FDA is providing pharmaceutical giants a chance to monopolize it. This strategy isn't driven by concerns over the efficacy or safety of NMN, but rather a power play to corner the market and remove your supplement from your reach. With the threat of NMN sales stopping abruptly, now is the time to secure a Secure your supply by taking Black Forest MNN supplement. As a daily user of the Black Forest MNN 1000 milligram supplement, I've personally experienced a remarkable boost in my energy levels, mental clarity, and overall well-being. Trust me, guys, once you start using this supplement, you'll wonder how you ever manage without it. Black Forest NMN 
is available for purchase and you can even get a 10% discount using code Dave at the link below. Stand up uh, for your right to make decisions over your own health and resist the government's attempt to limit our choices. Be sure to check the pinned comment and description for the link and discount code mentioned in this video. Stay empowered, stay informed, and don't let the government dictate what's best for your health. And now back to me. Okay. Should we continue with a little bit more of what the corporations are doing before we move on? Here's Cole's baby collection. Take a look. Yeah, again, these are marketed towards children. The question is, why are you trying to confuse children with things? A, a, shirt, a, a shirt that's for an adult or even for a kid that just says happy pride. Okay, fine. Uh, it's this stuff where they're confusing this new trans flag Everything has to be biracial and there's someone in a wheelchair. It's all just too confusing and it is not what should be going on in a child's mind. But I mentioned that this stuff has been leaking into uh, even conservative outlets. So let's put that image up one more time again, real quick. So End Wokeness again, they put this up, uh, put this up about Kohl's still selling their baby collection on their website. Then Philip Klein, who's the editor of National Review. National Review used to be, I would say, a, a fairly standard uh, conservative, mainstream conservative outlet. This guy's the editor there. Here's what he said. I don't have a problem with this. If somebody wants to dress their baby in a pride onesie, why should it matter? We're not talking about transitioning minors here. It's just a shirt. Now, the problem is that's not quite Right. Now, I don't have a problem with someone putting uh, their kid in a onesie that has whatever they want to have on it, except that this, this pride logo, this LGBTQ logo, not just the f rainbow flag that, that for a long time just stood for equality and that was it. This new thing with the triangle and the trans thing, again, it is actively not only attacking the gays because they're trying to transition young gays. They're trying to tell young girls that they're actually boys and young boys that they're actually girls. So it's rabidly anti-gay, but it's also rabidly anti-straight, right? Because then they want these biological boys to basically kick the crap out of girls in sports. So this is a really bizarre uh, position for a conservative to take. What are you conserving if you're always letting them move on reality? Uh, and here's a headline from National Review. Uh, I believe this was written, oh yeah, it was written by the editor, Philip Klein. Sometimes a onesie is just a onesie. It's also interesting, leave this up for just a sec. It's also interesting that they're marketing it with this appears to be, I guess, a largely black family. Again, there's somebody in a wheelchair there. Like they are trying, this is what intersectionality is all about. They are really trying to take all of these perceived oppressions and combine them so that these people will basically think that their sexuality or their skin color is a political ideology. And you really need to understand that. That's why I have nothing to do with the LGBT community, okay? I really have nothing to do with it. Um, and I don't want anything to do with it. Being gay is a sexuality, okay? Being trans is a, is a sexual identity, okay? Those are different than political ideologies. And if you think that your political ideology, what you think of how the world should be organized, how society should be organized, if you think that that is deeply connected to your sexuality or your skin color, you look at your hand and go, oh my God, I must think this about taxes and foreign policy, you are really confused about things. But I would say one of the reasons that people are confused about things, it's not just because we've had this end endless culture war, it's also because our politicians haven't been that great.
to say the least. Every now and again, we get some all-stars, but mostly we're working with, you know, like the 12th man. Uh, so here's Kevin McCarthy. Now, I happen to personally like Kevin McCarthy. I've interviewed him several times, you know, just what, two, two or three months ago, we were down in D.C. or up in D.C. I'm in Florida now. We were up in D.C. Uh, interviewing Kevin McCarthy at the Capitol. I think he's done some good things as leader already. You know, he cut the funding to the 87,000 IRS agents. He's tightened the strings on certain things. Uh, but now this debt ceiling deal is coming through. Uh, and he's trying to sell it to the American people. And, and it's not looking that great. Here's Here's his take on it before I editorialize more than that. Weeks of negotiations, we have come to an agreement in principle. We still have a lot of work to do, but I believe this is an agreement in principle that's worthy of the American people. Um, it has historic reductions in spending, consequential reforms that will lift people out of poverty into the workforce, rein in government overreach. There are no new taxes, no new government programs. There's a lot more within the bill. We still have more work to do tonight to finish all the uh, writing of it. Okay, so now you guys remember when Kevin was going up, when McCarthy was going up to become Speaker of their House, and you remember the five or six days of endless fighting and the 14 votes it took, and that there were the, the more, they would say, radical side of the Republican Party, the people who wanted more concessions out of him so that there wouldn't be more spending and they would have more oversight on where money was going and the types of things that government was gonna do and what the Republican Party would sign on to. They were all framed as right-wing radicals and maniacs and everything else. One of those guys was Chip Roy. Now, the same uh, trip that I went to DC and interviewed Kevin McCarthy. The very next day I interviewed Chip Roy alongside uh, Thomas Massey. This is from, I would say, the more freedom wing, the more libertarian-ish wing of the Republican Party who really are concerned about the fiscal issues uh, and got major concessions out of McCarthy. So you heard what McCarthy said right there about the deal. Here is what Chip Roy tweeted. It's a, it's a little Twitter thread for you. He said, thread, there are members of the GOP claiming Democrats got nothing from the deal. Oh, really? One, an uncapped debt ceiling with an expiration date worth approximately $4 trillion? Two, basically no cuts, a freeze at bloated 2023 spending level? Three, zero clawback of the $1.2 trillion Inflation Reduction Act, crony giveaways to elite leftists for grid-destroying unreliable energy? Four, 98% of the IRS expansion left fully in place? Five, no work requirements for Medicaid and only age uh, and only age adjustments for TANF and SNAP. Six, no Reigns Act statutory requirement for Congress to approve approve huge regulations, just an administrative paygo that the administration will get to enforce. Seven, no border security and a deal allowing them to avoid policy riders in the fall. Okay, so a fight is a Bruin as they say here in the Republican Party. And I think it is a good fight to have. You may remember, and I would welcome you to go back to our videos when the fight was a brewing for those four or five days against McCarthy. I kept saying that it was good. Mainstream media was framing it as, oh my God, the Republican Party's falling out and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It was good because you have people with that are in the same political party fighting for what they believe in. Now, it seems to me that this is not a good deal, that McCarthy is just giving up a little bit too easily, which was the, the fear about McCarthy. Now remember, Donald Trump supported McCarthy. Again, I personally like McCarthy and I think he's done some good things. You know, I mentioned right before I read the chip statement 
that he cut all of the funding to the 87,000 IRS agents. It sounds like it's not gonna be all of the funding that's cut. So, and also a lot of, when you say going back to spending levels, well, it's because our spending levels were so insane during COVID. So just going back to levels that already were inflated, like that's a little bit of linguistic trickery right there. Anyway, there are several other Republicans who are not happy with Kevin McCarthy. Uh, we've got a compilation here. This is from CNN. Uh, we'll start with uh, Republican Dan Bishop. Then there's some from Chip Roy and some other people. Take a look. How much, uh, I mean, how much confidence do you have in the speaker right now? None. Zero. What basis is there for confidence? You cannot forfeit the tool of Republican unity. It was not necessary to do. Is the speaker lying about the way he's characterizing this bill? Yes, he's lying. But the bill is chock full of things that are, that are cosmetic and artificial that have the same exact effect. McCarthy has lost some trust in how this has been handled. What I said was we got to re-look at how our leadership structure is in place, something like that, on Glenn's show, because we can't do what we're doing right now. Um, we were being very successful for five months. This was a mistake. We abandoned the structure that was making us successful, so we're going to have to rethink it all. Not what was emphatically clear in all of our conversations in January was that we would be reporting things out of the Rules Committee unanimously, and right now, that is in jeopardy. Okay, so these guys have some leverage because of the concessions that they got out of McCarthy those five months ago. Uh, the question here really is what is McCarthy's game? Is he just kind of going all in on the swamp? Was this really the best deal that he could do? Is he thinking about it? See, see one of the problems here is that no, you know this, because of the way the mainstream media is in bed with the Democrats, no matter what happens, Republicans get blamed. And I sense that that probably is what McCarthy fears. He fears, okay, if we don't increase the debt ceiling, let's say we do what we think is right, we completely are not gonna vote for this, America goes into default, it potentially leads us to a recession, right? Like that's, that's just reality. His feeling is, oh, I, I suspect his feeling, I can't speak for him, but I suspect his private feeling would be, oh, we would have done the right thing, not given the Democrats what they want. We'd have a temporary pain point with the recession, but the people will all blame us because of the, the coordination between the Democrats and the mainstream media. The people will all blame us. And then when we're in a recession and, and you know gas prices are up again and the supply chain is struggling again and groceries cost more, everyone will blame us and that will be bad for us in the long term. So I think he's playing more of a political game, which is part of the problem of politics. It's always about politics. That's a bit of a problem. And the guys who are standing up against him, they're playing, I think, what, what I would say is a little bit more of a principled game and it's for all of you to decide like which side of that you want to fall on. Uh, but he, M McCarthy does seem to be shrinking at the moment. And the question is, so what leadership do we need, right? Like what is the energy we need to get out of this situation where we always end up spending more and no matter what happens, the debt ceiling raises and we continue to be a debtor nation. And we all know that none of us could live our lives like this. If you have a credit card and you have a $10,000 limit and you hit $10,000, they don't let you charge any more money until you pay some of it down. But what we do is somehow always increase it. Oh, it's 12,000 this month, 14,000 this month, next year it's 20. And then we will just owe all of our money to China. We will just owe them a shit ton of money. And then one day they might call in for the bill. They might be like, you know what? We've had enough of this. And then on that day, you know what happens? We better thank God that we've got more weapons than they do because that's ultimately how it works, right? It's a mafia game at some point. You borrow some money from the mafia 
knowing that if you don't pay them back in time, they're gonna break your legs. But if you have more weapons than they do, so that's really what's going on here. So what is the bar we should set? What, what is the strategy that we should have? Maybe it is time for someone like McCarthy or someone that could potentially be more influential than McCarthy to say enough is enough. We will have to deal with some temporary pain, but we will do the right thing. Uh, here's Governor Ron DeSantis in Iowa yesterday uh, discussing the cowardice of DC Republicans and what the fallout is gonna be because of this deal. We now see Washington has now cooked up their latest, quote, debt deal. And I can tell you this, our nation was careening towards bankruptcy before the debt deal, and it will still be careening towards bankruptcy after this debt deal. This is greenlighting $4 trillion in new debt in less than two years. It took us almost 200 years to get to $4 trillion in debt in the first place. It locks in inflated COVID level, uh, uh, era levels of spending and it keeps 98% of the 87,000 new IRS agents that Joe Biden instituted. This is not gonna solve our nation's fiscal problems. I can tell you in Florida, we run budget surpluses. We have a $1.2 trillion GDP in Florida. We'd be the 13th largest economy in the world if we were our separate country, and yet with 1.2 trillion economy, our state debt is only $17 billion. Okay, you really need to understand the numbers there, right? So we have an incredible GDP here in Florida. We have low debt related to that. And what that then allows is for economic growth. And when you have economic growth and more people start doing what they wanna do, and it actually becomes, I would say, spiritual and cultural in nature when the government has gotten out of your way because it has acted uh, trimly and effectively, you can then do what you want to do, build the type of life that you want to live. And I'm pretty sure that is the whole point of, of the whole freaking thing. I, I, it has something to do with that. Um, so DeSantis is right. He's now, uh, now obviously he's striking the tone that Chip Roy is striking and he's going directly after McCarthy. So here you go. Again, if you're a Trump supporter right now, you really have to think about this. And again, I say this as someone I personally like McCarthy, and I'm trying to give him a bit of uh, leeway here. I think I, I think I gave the devil his due when I was explaining what his position might be. Um, but DeSantis is basically saying, we cannot do this anymore. Now, the, what you might think is, well, wait a minute. They always say it. They always say it. Except tell me, you watching this right now, tell me in the comment section, tell me in the post-game show, what, name one thing that DeSantis said he was going to do that he has not done. He has gone out there and set an agenda and consistently done all of those things. So what he's telling you right there, and there's every reason to believe him, is this is not how we will behave if I am president. Now, the president obviously is not in charge of the budget. Congress is in charge of the budget. But if we elect a president who does what he says he's going to do, sets out the agenda, right? He becomes the leader of the party and then the leader of the country and then by extension, the leader of the free world. You might have a whole bunch of people who follow along with that and start doing the right thing. That's what real leadership is all about. DeSantis talked a bit more about leadership. At the end of the day, leadership is not about entertainment. It's not about building a brand. It's not about virtue signaling. It is about results. And in Florida, we didn't lead with merely words. We followed up our words with deeds. 
And we have produced a record of accomplishment that we would put up against anybody in this country. Again, he has done what he said he was going to do. And then, as you know, the, the votes then showed that people actually appreciate that. So let's contrast that with what Donald Trump has been up to. So DeSantis is out there in Iowa with the people right now. His wife is out there. The team is out there. They're on the ground. Trump has been golfing. And of course, he's also been on Truth Social. Here's what he put up yesterday. Oh, I'm going to have to... Take a deep breath for this one. Uh, Kaylee Milktoast McEnany just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I am 34 points up on DeSanctimonious, not 25 up. While 25 is great, it's not 34. She knew the number was corrected upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should only use real stars. Okay, now first off, uh, this is what he's doing. This is what he's doing. He is going after, let, let's put aside, let's put aside who's right or wrong about the polls. Uh, actually, the, the poll that she was referencing, uh, she did not lie about the numbers, but let, let's just completely put that aside for a second. And let's even, I'll even grant Trump, she completely lied. Let's, let's just say she completely lied and she's owned by the rhinos and the globalists, right? Everyone's owned by the rhinos and the globalists, except for you. And that you keep hiring people and then firing people who are also owned by the rhinos and the globalists. Okay, fine. Let's go with that. If he was watching Fox News, so he's spending all day on True Social and he's spending all day golfing and watching Fox News, okay? DeSantis is out there actually campaigning and trying to convince people that he has a better vision for the country. But okay, you're doing all that. If you saw that, now Kaylee has been your biggest defender. I don't think there was anyone that was associated with Trump over the course of that presidency that was more consistent more classy, more forthright, more of a true fighter for your ideas, for your campaign, for all of it during COVID against a crazily radical leftist media trying to lie about you all the time. She was the gold standard. So maybe you would send her a text and say, Kaylee, you know, I think you screwed up the numbers. Could you, could you issue a correction when you're on TV tomorrow? Could you maybe put out a tweet or could you explain to me what those numbers are? Again, it does not even matter what the truth is. I'm talking about a level of behavior here. But that's obviously not how he operates, and it seems to be careening out of control. And actually, I did see something a little bit different. The reaction online for the last day or so has been a little bit different. You know, when Trump trashes, you know, he trashes everybody he's ever worked with, right? John Bolton, Chris Christie, Mike Pence, everyone that he's ever hired. Chris Ray is an idiot and a traitor and a rhino and a globalist. Everybody, everybody, right? Eventually he'll turn on Donald Trump and he'll say that guy was an idiot and a rhino and a globalist too. Like, okay, fine. And the audience or the, the, the base of the base, and I'm not talking about the person watching this, and I'm actually not talking about most Trump supporters. I think most Trump supporters are waking up to what's going on and seeing that there's a better choice right now. I, I believe that. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong in the end of the day, but I, I do think that that's happening. And I think the polls will be reflecting that soon enough. But the base of the base that, that supports him no matter what, the people, as he says, I could go out there and shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and they would still support me. I think even they were seeing him going after Kaylee and being like, this is, this is a bridge too far. So there's a litany an, a never-ending trove of videos that I could have shown you of her defending Trump in the, in the viper's nest. Uh, we found this one, defending Trump as press secretary. And just note that this is the woman that he has now turned on. Does the president denounce 
white supremacism and groups that espouse it in all their forms. This has been answered yesterday by the president himself, the day before by the president himself on the debate stage. The president was asked this. He said sure three times. Yesterday he was point blank, blank asked, do you uh, denounce white supremacy? And he said, I've always denounced any form of that. I can go back and read for you um, in August 2019 in one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy in August of 2017. It is really... Record on this? Equivocated at times, he said he didn't want to acknowledge it or address it. His record is very mixed on this issue. His record is not mixed in the slightest. And when you go back in history, you can see that. History right here. When you go back in history, you can see that Jesse Jackson has praised the president as someone who served underserved communities. This president, with Mar-a-Lago, it was the first Palm Beach club open to African Americans and Jews. And in fact, his record is mixed. He has not been consistent on the issue of white supremacy. What has this White House done? White to combat it is what white the FBI says is one of the deadliest threats Paula, in this country. We're not having a debate on a case you're, of news. You're, you're, right now, you're you saying that he finish. condemns it. I have his record right here. It's you need to let me finish. His record it's is quite mixed. funny that the media goes haywire about interrupting in debates and then chooses to pursue that very same tactic themselves. This is a White House briefing. You ask a question and you give me time to answer. Man, how freaking great was she? I have no doubt you were having the same feeling I was having watching that. Man. How great was she? An incredible communicator, a fighter. I think you could argue she was defending Trump in a better way than he could even defend himself. And that is who he has now decided to throw under the bus and is now just like Ron DeSantis, a rhino and a globalist and a Fox News lackey and blah, blah, blah. Enough, enough is enough. And I think more and more people are, are starting to see it. I really do. That is not leadership. That is not leadership. It cannot be that this man is basically uh, a political Jesus who has no flaws and everyone around him is an effing idiot because then I guess the flaw would be in him for surrounding himself with these people. But Kaylee, and let me just say something else about Kaylee. You know, I, I know her a little bit outside of the cameras and all that stuff. We've done Gutfeld a couple of times together, some other shows at Fox and, and met a few times. She is just like absolutely lovely and nice. And she's not a rhino or a globalist or a sellout or a shill or any of those things. She's just like a really sweet person who deeply cares about her family and the country. What rings true to you? Is it that or is it what Trump is saying about her? About her? So we have, we have to decide now, guys, like which way do we want this, the Republican Party to go? And by extension, which way do we want the country to go? I'm not sitting here having to waste any time talking about the Democrats or the left, or the left today. I think there is a wide tent Freedom Party developing right now. Obviously, DeSantis is the best guy for that. And if Trump can just let go of the ego, I think we could have a Reagan re-election style landslide right now. That's the healing moment for all of us. Oh, America, wide tent, freedom. It all still works and we can still have it. Here's DeSantis on that wide tent. I can tell you that the parents in the state of Florida were very happy uh, that we took those stands. Uh, the media was not happy about that. The left was not happy about that. And there was a little business that you may have heard of in Florida that also wasn't happy about that, <laughs> named Disney. And people told me, they said, listen, the media's coming after you, the left, but if Disney weighs in, there's the 800-pound gorilla. You better watch out. They're going to steamroll you. Well, 
Here I stand. I'm not backing down one inch. We run the state of Florida. They do not run the state of Florida. I know all these Republicans are lining up against me to take the side of Disney, but I'll tell you this, we stand for the protection of our children. We will fight those who seek to rob them of their innocence, and on that point, there will be no compromise. I mean, that brings us full circle, full circle, guys. Like, on that point, there will be no compromise. Stop going after the kids. Stop having corporations push all of this crap down our throats. And then at the political level, like, maybe stop with the games. Is it, look, obviously, I happen to like DeSantis. I happen to think he is the right guy. Like, my cards are shown, right? You can look at them. They're on the table right here, right? My life is better. I brought two different companies here. I brought all these people here. Everything's working here. That is obvious. But if you're still in the Trump camp, like, think, think for a second. Is what you want, is it true that now Kaylee is also a rhino and a globalist, just like everybody else? Is Donald Trump the only person on the planet who knows what the truth is? And even though he keeps hiring all the wrong people because eventually he has to turn on them and destroy them, he will also be the one that will be our redemption. Or is it possible that He's just holding on now and there's not much more to hold on to and there is a better choice. That is what is laid out in front of us. I think the more people get to know DeSantis and see DeSantis and see the competency and see that there are no leaks, that he doesn't turn on everyone around him, that Florida is flourishing in the, in the very obvious ways and that's what could be exported and that it doesn't have to be like this and we could have a great American comeback. I think it's all going to start to work, but you know, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe not. We shall see. If you want to join us for the post-game show, please do by going to rubenreport.locals.com right now. We leave you with a quick Chick-fil-A-style cold close. I'll see everybody on the other side. Oh, no. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.